Welcome to the Thursday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am Kevin Cole. I'm joined as always on Thursdays by Lee Sharp. We have a AFC South matchup, pretty important for playoff implications and whatnot. Titans, Colts. Uh, Lee, you've been, you're always tracking what's going on with the line, with the with the side, with the total uh, news information, everything else. Why don't you give us a little synopsis of what, you, what you've seen there, and then we can get into the meat as far as what sides we may like in this. Yeah, um, this line uh, had opened kind of at min- Titans minus two, and it had been there pretty, pretty consistently until about, I want to say, 15 minutes before we started recording this podcast. And then uh, all of a sudden it jumped to around to pick them. I still see some minus ones on either side, but certainly there's some some line movement toward the Colts. Um, yeah, it's interesting we're, we're to see there, yeah. what that may be about, because I don't see anything major as far as injury concerns are for the Titans. Uh, I mean, Adam Humphreys is out, but he was out last week. Uh, You know, they've had some offensive line. Uh, Taylor Lewan has been out. So that's like not really anything new. So yeah, no, no major news um, as far as injuries are concerned. But like you said, it isn't that big of a move. Uh, What it could be is maybe some people are just buying this Colts team a little bit more. I know that they haven't been the most impressive team so far this year. Well, I'd say it's been up or down. Uh, I kind of say it's been up or down so far this year for them. And then if you look at what they've done recently, the offense looked awful, but the defense looked pretty good against the Ravens last week. So maybe that has something to do with it. It's just it's it's tough for it's tough for me to really parse what's going on, honestly. Yeah, they're certainly one of the stronger defensive teams, and I think one of the reasons they've been been hard to tease out, and I think they've been a bit overrated. I certainly uh, backed the Ravens uh, last week against the Colts, and one of the, part of the reason is is that the Colts have really had one of the easiest schedules uh, in in the league so far. Um, like the Ravens, uh, they played the Ravens last week, but before that, the the best team they played was probably the Browns. Like it, it's not a they've had a, a pretty easy schedule. The thing is, is a Tennessee, Tennessee hasn't really had that hard of a schedule either. So it's kind of an awkward matchup. These are, uh, you know, both teams that that I could see as potential overrates. But I do think that the Titans are probably the better team. So I certainly lean toward the Titans side on this. And I, I, I expect to be betting them. In fact, if I can get a, uh, you know, a Titans uh, money line that's sort of above the normal minus 110 i'm i'm probably going to grab that because that is that 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 i i like the titans in this game i think they're the better team than the colts their offense is certainly much better i'd rather back the team with a stronger offense than the the more defensive focused team like the colts yeah i mean they competed in that steelers game after going down early they put a pretty good whooping on the on the bills before that um the offense has been good if you look at ryan Tannehill, he's a top five quarterback by epa per play uh although he hasn't been quite as good in the last couple of weeks but i guess the bears defense has a tendency to make quarterbacks look look bad sometimes so that that might have something to do with it more than anything else and you know they lost to the cincinnati Bengals, which when that happens not good you know that that's not going to reflect well so i think some of the shine may be off of the off of the titans since uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, when they were going into that Steelers matchup as a fellow undefeated team and then ended up n- not coming through there. Okay, let's talk total here. So the the total on this one 
Uh, whoops, I just lost it when I was bringing it up here. So the total on this one is 48 and a half, it looks like. Any, any thoughts on this? Yeah, um, it, it, it's come down since a 51 and a half opener. Um, the... You know, it's it. I I I would I tw- I'd lean toward the the over on this. So I'm going to do it. You know, any below fifty, about fifty fifty point five ish is around where the league's been on average so far this year. And you know, forty eight's a pretty low total. And Titans are definitely an over team. The Colts are an under team, but again, I I lean more toward the offense. You know, uh, I I think that the Titans are probably going to be you know, throwing it up uh, pretty, pretty aggressively in this game. And uh, I, I expect the total to go up. Yeah, I expect the, the total the, over on the over side. I don't expect yeah, the line that, to move necessarily. That makes sense. Um, I know we've talked about the whole home field advantage. I think numbers that have been compiled on that are basically showing almost no advantage. Do you think that plays at all into line swings or of of betters pretty much got that all figured out by now uh, potentially i potentially i think the the the, the I, I it's unclear to me whether they figured it out i do still think it's being overrated one of the things i noticed uh when as i was looking at my my bets for week nine was that i was on almost all road teams uh it's it's you know the, the I, do, I do think that the they were consistently uh overrating home field advantage I, I posted some something to twitter on this earlier about how literally home teams have scored one more point in the nfl uh so far than away teams <laughs> it, it, and this it, was it, something that we saw last year a bit too right yeah last year also had uh actually even a negative home field advantage you know and it's kind of unclear why it may be that teams are figuring it out it may be that officiating is better with replay and that's finally kind of caught up uh it may be that you know there were a couple teams that might have had a negative home field advantage you know you can imagine like the chargers or washington having um a bunch of road fans come in and sort of swarm the stadium and almost create a uh (laughs) Uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, feels like a road game for those teams in some cases, but uh, obviously now when there's no fans at all, uh, it, there's not really that much of an advantage unless you you know think that it has a lot to do with travel and stuff, and the evidence from scorecasting and others suggest it's mostly uh, it's mostly about the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I guess this is probably as good as it gets for Chargers for the Chargers here for their for their home field advantages having no fans. Um, okay, let's turn quickly to. Prize Picks. So, Prize Picks is an app where you can choose an over or under on a fantasy point total for players. So, it's it's kind of like betting props, except you're doing it, uh, you're placing wagers on the over and under. Here, you can you can get a hundred dollar up to a hundred dollar match on a deposit there with promo code PFF. I'm gonna look through here. Um, you know, it's kind of most of the players here are projected over where we see them. I mean, Derrick Henry's at 18. We have him more around 15, 16 against a decent Colts defense. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is right around where we have him projected. Same thing with Phillip Rivers. I mean, I would say for the Colts wide receivers, I think T.Y. Hilton is supposed to play and he's not even on here. So for that reason, uh, Zach Pascal at nine here, which is the highest projection uh, versus Michael Pittman Jr. is the other option here. I think I like just going under on him because I'm not sure between Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Marcus Johnson, who's been an option that they've targeted quite a bit there, and T.Y. Hilton coming back. I'm not sure what's going to be left for for Zach Pascal. So that's why I would go under on him. Is there anything that jumps out to you on here? 
Uh, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense to me because you figured they'd have Hilton up there if they were going to, uh, if, if by, by yeah. not having him up there, you think that they're not projecting him to be in the game perhaps when they're setting the other lines. Maybe, uh, it's possible he doesn't play, but I, I believe he's, but as of now, he looks like he's on track. I think he practiced in full. Yeah, so that's that's obviously a really good sign. And then, uh, yeah, looking at the Titan side, um, you know, tight end Johnny Smith uh, is one that our projections have as higher than the uh, line uh, is for prize packs. Uh, you know, we have him closer to like nine two, while the the party pack line or par- that prize packs line was seven and a half. So uh, you know that that makes sense uh, for me. And you know, even though obviously. You know, he's he's definitely the number one tight end target for the Titans, uh, even though they have, you know, good wide receivers and, and Derrick Henry. It's uh, he's he's still their, their top tight end target. So it makes sense to me. No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL and PGA for cash prizes. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests without having to make a deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Yeah, and another one where I'm not quite sure about it, but I do think it's interesting that Jonathan Taylor's on here, 10 and a half um, fantasy points. We have him more around nine something. And if you look at recent weeks, he has been overtaken as far as the share of rushing touches by uh, by Jordan Wilkins, and he's getting heavy competition from Naheem Hines for the for the receiving workload there. So he's kind of getting squeezed on both sides. That's another one where I just think more often than not in that three-way backfield split a bunch of different directions. If you don't get a touchdown, which, you know, for Taylor, I think that's a possibility since he is a bigger back, but they've been using those other guys around the goal line too. So he's another guy that you might look to fade this week. Um, Let's pivot over to some of the, um, I guess we could talk props first. So I'm just looking through here to see what we have on our on our props tool. It looks like, as usual, we're gonna have more value on on unders. Although we do have a va- we do have uh, Derrick Henry and his receiving yards. We do have that as an over. Now the line is only seven and a half yards. So this is really a situation where if he gets a catch he's probably going to be pretty close. Just just that alone. Just one catch is going to get you close to that amount, depending upon how, whether you're able to break it or not. Um, I think what's happened with Henry is what people are concerned about is he's been phased out more and more. He did not have a target at all last week. He ran about 20% of, of the routes, and it was split up with Jeremy McNichols running, running a bit more there. And then the week prior to that, he ran about 
a third of the routes, and he did not get a target. So he hasn't gotten a target in two straight weeks. So I think that's why that number is down. But with the fact that he's still, you know, he's still running routes on a lot of different, on a lot of different plays here, is probably going to end up getting something. Because if you looked, his his routes run in the prior weeks was around the same amount as we're talking about, around a third of the routes run, and he was getting, you know, ten percent target share, seven percent target share before. So I think that's probably why that number has comes in a little bit low, and we're saying to go a bit over on that is because we're just assuming that's a little bit fluky. Yeah, uh, that that makes a lot of sense to me. And we have the 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 it's, this is clearly juiced heavily toward the under, and we are on the over. So it, you know that you're getting pretty good value there. It's only minus one ten on on the over versus like minus one thirty five on the under. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I like that one. And then uh, flipping over to unders here. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing that significant, but as expected, we see uh, what's interesting that we have Jonu Smith as being an under as far as his. His receiving line um, under under receptions uh, under two and a half, but again, that's another one where you're getting it really juiced to the over. So that's why that that ends up being somewhat of a value. We have under uh, Philip Rivers one and a half touchdowns, and then Zach Pascal, who I mentioned before, and under on him, and that's pretty much not really juiced in either direction. Under forty one and a half receiving yards, so that aligns with what we were talking about. Um, as far as that that workload being split up between all those different players, uh, okay. Lastly, let's talk some some showdown stuff. Uh, my analysis that'll come out tomorrow. So I just took Adam Humphreys out of here. He's out, and because of that, it ends up showing some value on John New Smith that we've mentioned a couple of times here. So he looks to be one of the one of the better values because of the fact that they don't have a lot of of pass catching talent they don't have like a a good really third option he really ascends into that third option role so he's he's in there uh derrick henry i mean it's just really tough to figure out what to do with derrick henry because as those numbers are telling you he's not going to be very involved in the passing game so you're thinking in a situation where the titans are up early and heavy and he's used heavily or they're in a neutral game skipped and he's used heavily but if if not he can really disappear so he's probably still worth rostering sometimes as a captain in tournament plays just because you're going for one side of the outcome and you don't really care about the floor as much there but he definitely has a very low floor in this matchup Um, the last guy that I'm looking at is these third and fourth receiving options for the Colts, and that's because Michael Pittman Jr., the rookie, and Marcus Johnson, they both were leading the team in routes run last week. They've done pretty well the, the last few weeks. If T.Y. Hilton comes back, that's probably going to eat into some of their some of their workload, but he may be in a limited capacity. So the fact that you're getting those guys a little bit cheaper, that kind of rounds out, I would say, the, the different flex options for this matchup that I'm going to be looking at. Cool. Yeah, no, that makes uh, sense to me. It's uh, it seems like it's uh, a bit a bit more challenging in some cases to find value when the games are close. I would think to closer to a pick them because it's you don't really you have much less sense of how the game script's going to go right in terms of like which team's going to be up a lot and then you're therefore running more versus passing more if you're behind. Yeah, so, yeah, you kind of have to choose choose uh, for each each lineup should try to embody what you think is going to happen so for instance if you wanted to choose one of these third or fourth wide receivers for or maybe even both of them for for the colts you'd have to also you know say we'll throw um philip rivers in there and then we're assuming a lot of scoring so on that side of the ball so you probably want to fade someone like derrick henry and then and then 
try on the other side to see, you know, who is Ryan Tanhill going to be throwing it to in more of a of a of a shootout type of matchup. So it just really depends on how you want to build all of that stuff together. Uh, Lee, any final thoughts on this this Thursday night game, which is actually a good one? It kind of sounds like a normal Thursday night game, Titans uh, Colts, but this is this actually seems like it's gonna it's gonna live up hopefully to some hype and have some big playoff ramifications. Yeah, we've kind of uh, gotten some uh, good good Thursday night games uh, taken away from us with Chiefs Bills getting moved and then uh, getting uh, having the uh, the all the injuries to the San Francisco in the last week with the uh, Packers 49ers game. So. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I think this should be a pretty good game. Whoever wins this game should be in the lead of the uh, AFC South afterwards, which is, uh, you know, a lot to to put on the line in the game. So uh, good stakes and uh, fair, two fairly evenly matched teams should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yep. Like I said, high leverage game. So everyone, enjoy this game. Um, you know, rate and review the pod. We are a daily pod, so you'll have another couple editions coming in talking about college football Saturday, talking about the NFL the rest of this week, and then we'll flip it back for a Monday night analysis starting again next week. Thanks everyone for tuning in.